this all? Welcome back to another episode of your beloved bi-monthly broadcast, Harlem's Very Own, featuring, as always, your three illustrious co-hosts, featuring a guest. Speaking first, it's Justin K. Winley, a.k.a. the Motown Minister, a.k.a. Black Jetson, a.k.a. the Anchorman, joined by my boys. Yo, what's up? It's Jude, a.k.a. Sinbad Seppanucci, a.k.a. the Malevolent Mulan And our third mic. Hello, it is yes. your boy Amon K. Simmons, aka the uh, you know beautiful but bodacious booty bandit. Nice. Um, aka um, just that fine motherfucker. That's the third person. Period. The Michael Jordan of eating ass. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. you know and and our and our guest, Nothing. at least for as long as he can uh, he can be with us today, uh, Mr. Wes Goodrich. Hmm. That's that's all right. That's quite yeah, enough. I think, I think I need a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> You've done quite enough. So we uh, have a have a bevy of topics uh, to cover today, but I think we're going to open up with um, the 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 big one sweeping the social sphere. Um, Mr. Elon Musk, um, the world's richest African man, has purchased Twitter for the low price tag of forty four billion dollars, um, and it's money well spent because there's definitely nowhere else that that could have gone. <laughs> he could have built an iron no man armor. <laughs> I mean, didn't they say he can uh, solve world hunger with yeah. like six bills? Friend of the show, Danny said that. Yeah, and also that he could like. The, I guess the Treasury said that um, the homeless crisis would only take twenty billion dollars to solve. Although I don't know if that means that like it would pay off a house for everybody, or if it would put everybody in a house for like a year. Either and, way, and also like give them because some homeless people need like psychiatric attention, right, like, right, would, right, would, would, medical yeah. attention, maybe a little bit more than twenty billion, but still, at least an asthma inhaler, dickhead, <laughs> at least a fucking crate of water. Like, <laughs> 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 But um, some insulin. Uh, yeah, you can see that uh, uh, a lot of people are being quite critical of how Elon has chosen, how many billionaires have chosen to spread and use their wealth um, or, or not. And um, he, I mean, he seemed interested in purchasing the platform based on some ideas about how it could increase its freedom of speech. Um, but Twitter is already pretty. It takes a while to get banned on Twitter. Yeah. Donald Trump was on Twitter for and not for nothing. Three and, and a half not for years. nothing. They put t- there's titties on Twitter. There yo. is certainly like yes. straight up titties on Twitter. And there'll be more once Elon Musk takes over. I'm yeah. sure. Oh, it's gonna be a whole lot. I mean, it's so easy to get yourself banned off of Instagram. Yeah, you could say you could say literally one sentence and your ass is banned. You're but yeah. if you got some fine ass titties, ooh, you Twitter get Twitter is the place for you. Twitter, Twitter is the place. Is the place. Yo, TikTok, you. people like people get banned pretty easily on TikTok or get videos taken down. Hell yeah! If you have the word needles in it, you know what I mean. You could be talking about like, well, even even if you're a woman that is just has a larger bust size than average, right? They'll be like, nah, too big. Yeah, get yeah out you're of wearing a crop top. Yeah, no, now, get out of here. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I be seeing some large titties on fucking TikTok. <laughs> 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 I'm on. This, this nigga Drew be sending me TikTok videos. Nigga, you too. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yo, bro, I be my I be, TikTok is only Maverick I be on City treacherous music. TikTok. I be on treacherous TikTok, yo. You trying to get his ass in trouble on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> so is this something that I hear you you really watching big titties on TikTok? Is this what you like? This is this what, what you, you be need? looking at? What girl telling me that? I thought you loved well, me. No, <laughs> the, the, what woman telling me that? Not you. Not I mean, me. you could do whatever oh, you, you want. Me oh, you. or Justin? Oh yeah, you fucked. Hey, you fucked. <clears throat> hey. Oh. I mean, oh, hey. oh, oh. I will say this. I was watching some show or movie, me and my girl, and there's a scene in a strip club, mm-hmm. and we were we were watching it together over Zoom, and she was like, "Don't look. The place you can look. you can't look at this scene." I was Ooh. I turned. I said, "All right." 
Oh, 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 oh. Damn. <laughs> Damn. looked away until Yo, I was bro. told. Damn, I, I was. Bro. I saw the North Mill with Shorty, and there's a bit where Alexander Skarsgård is climbing a wall mm. with one hand with an axe. It's very similar to the nigga who's splitting pieces of wood. Yeah, very similar vibe. Yeah, and she looked at me. She's like, she like, if you can do that, <laughs> and I. And I was crushed. I was like, "Damn, I'm never gonna be that nigga." Bro. Yeah, like Yo, I'm bro, never gonna be the nigga. Work out with me. Work out with me. Dude, there is, there is a, there like, y'all have seen the, all the comments about like being feral and everything. Like, this is a real thing. Like, anytime someone is online feral, yeah, like, yeah, like anytime, a cat, like a wild anytime cat. Anytime a guy, especially online, does something that I guess is particularly masculine or physical, the comments are, are like, are. You saw the video that Jude sent this morning in the yes. chat about the dude crushing the watermelon yes. between his thighs. You sent us that. Oh, yeah, I did send that. And you <laughs> said, motherfucker, you had to throw it out on the bus. I did. Nigga. I said, you, you see that shit that Jude said? <laughs> <laughs> Now, and Justin said I should do this. I feel like you could you could get away with it, bro. I don't know. No, 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 no. If I could get away with it, I would get so much shit for that. Don't give this nigga any more. Don't give this nigga any more. Don't give me. I'm already about to buy three inch inseam shorts, bro, for the summer. Yo, it's quiet. Oh yeah. Mm. These legs is out. I will. I will have to take some straight bullets for some dudes. Pause. Bro. But y'all know. <laughs> but like Jude, Jude and I were, the, were the, <laughs> these hoes, bro. Yeah, we were on the phone. We were on the phone. We were chit chatting and patty whacking. And Jude goes, I just bought three inch. I didn't buy them yet. I'm about to buy. About to buy. Shorts. Yeah, with Gym Shark. I looked at these shits online. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga's wearing a Speedo. Nigga coming out here looking Not, like Namor. Woo! I'm out of here looking like Robin in 1977. <laughs> oh my God. You gonna be on dick a bike Grayson, huh? Yo, a built Chamberlain. That's why uh, this yeah. is motherfucker about to bring his kettlebells to the park and gonna do a whole workout <laughs> yep. in front yep. of the women that be. I'm gonna be on the shit. beach, bro. The summer. And I, I want Shorty to tell me yo, pull your dick out through the leg. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Summers have not Jesus. been the same since that one girl from TikTok got on uh, her her video oh, went viral. Yeah, it's the black uh, girl. Nita. What's, I don't know what her Nita name. something. Anita. I'm, the, the I'm black... pulling your shorts to the side. Oh, oh, oh yes. Yo, that she, girl's fine. She the reason. She, 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 she the reason why. She the reason why I got Nike shorts. <laughs> that was she wild. The reason I got it? Nike shorts. That was wild. That that, wow, that was definitely crazy. some wild shit. You need a chain though, Jude. Dude, it's in my cart. It's in my cart. You definitely need a chain. It's in my cart. Yo, I get a chain though. She'll be biting my shit. I'm sorry. I need to stop. I'm going. I'm going to jail. That's what it's This man is. I'm going to jail. You hear that outside? That's the that's the police waiting for you, Jude. <laughs> keep, Let me now, know, bro. keep that in mind squats. because later today we will be talking about um, villains and our favorite villains, and also what this villain era craze really is about. Um, so so hold on to that. Put a pin in that. Uh, yeah, but real life villain Elon Musk. Uh, stop it. <laughs> he then went on Twitter and said that he's going to buy Coca Cola to put the cocaine back in. <laughs> <laughs> he's a troll. That is the best thing I've ever heard about. In time for this summer, bro. <laughs> I, want, I want to see what Cocaine Summer looks like. I just Yo, know especially with like. the Push album out. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's almost dry. Amon, this is a fresh chain you got on, bro. Not to interrupt the flow of the show. Oh, thank you. It's been uh, on me for I think I think like what two and a half five. years. Just got an oversized pink shirt on. Oh nah. I, I, this man stole <laughs> my bracelet. He stole your bracelet. I did. He got over. He got on an oversized pink tie dye shirt on. This Makes him look extra bro. You look 200 pounds bro I'm dressed like a Tribeca rapper Right now He is just like, <laughs> yeah, Word, a little Cuddy on right now A little Kid Cuddy <laughs> Yeah that's, that's kind of what's happening 
Um, but uh, moving forward into other craziness that happened recently. So um, actors Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis have separated. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Olivia Wilde, hold, hang on. Olivia Wilde. Olivia a, Truly Wilde. She's been establishing herself as, a, as quite the talented director. I think she did Booksmart, right? She yeah. did. Great oh, movie. Oh, I like Booksmart. Really I haven't good. watched it, but I, I know it was popular. It's and she's got yes. a film coming fine. out. Good movie. That is funny. She's it's, got a, it's like super bad, but two with girls. girls. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. With so Jonah Hill's sister in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's on Broadway. She is. She just. She's, she's a funny girl. Funny she's, girl. That's Jonah Hill's sister. Yeah, yeah. funny girl. They, you know, when you look at them in the face, yes. now I see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she was also in Lady Bird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Olivia Wilde has a new film coming out uh, called "Don't Worry, Darling." I think it's going to drop in September. You should have worried. Uh, <laughs> Starring Florence Pugh and Harry Styles, who is uh, starting to, looking Such to make a, a I guess, an actor career for himself after popping up for a bit in Eternals. Um, was as, supposed as to Ares. be uh, Shia LaBeouf. And then, oh yeah, and then she fired him so her man's could be cast. Yeah. Him. So here's the here's the tea, y'all, is that Olivia Wilde uh, and here's Jason Sudeikis have separated, and Olivia Wilde is now sleeping with. Well, I don't know. She's seeing Harry Styles. The she, sleeping no, with no, is implied. That man is that the man sleeping is with is implied. No, it's not really that he's he clipping. It's the, more she's clipping him. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Because women, yeah. women with that kind of face, she, she has home, strong structure. She so went like, home to Jason Sudeikis one day with his bussy juice still on her lips, <laughs> and Jason went, looked at her and went. Man, <laughs> she put Harry Styles in missionary position. She put his ankles behind up. his ears, <laughs> and she said, "Relax." His anklet was dangling. Oh by no! Her ear. What am I going to do? <laughs> Relax. Jason Sudeikis just sitting at home, one light on. His daughter's listening to One Direction. <laughs> Turn it off! <laughs> Turn it off right now! Because <laughs> he always yelling. He's always yeah. yelling. Baby, oh you God. lied on my way. Shut I love What the fuck did I just say? Turn it off! <laughs> you're beautiful. Shut the fuck up! He goes into a room and like rips the stereos out of the wall. It's like that episode of Boondocks where, where they make Tom live with the boys because Usher? Because of Usher? Yo, wait a minute. Real quick. For the equivalency, you know how Riley said... Uh, Listen, if you lost your bitch to a real nigga like T.I., I'd be like, hey, that's T.I. But Usher, <laughs> who's the white version of T.I. for that moment? Because uh, Harry Styles is Usher for it would, this. It would be like if Olivia Wilde started sleeping with like... Chris Pine or Chris something. Pine. Yeah. Chris Pine. And we'd be like, all right. Okay. But uh, that nigga T.I. Or J- Jack Harlow. She started sleeping with Jack Harlow. We'd be like, oh right. my well, God. So, so she started directing the White Man Can't Jump movie. <laughs> the, 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 action, like, the news is that she was on stage at CinemaCon presenting footage from her film. Yes. And she was served on stage uh, the uh, 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 papers, papers? regarding, not even divorce papers, but custody papers. Because they weren't married. They were just, uh, uh, what's the thing, common law married? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Like partnership, um, like uh, legal yeah, partnership. Now, a lot of people who don't understand how these affairs work thought that Sudeikis intentionally wanted her to be served in, you know, this fashion. Uh, usually, he's, he's too nice. To the par- well, the partners don't always know how the server is going about doing it, but they have to do it. And celebrities are probably really hard. You can't come, obviously, to someone's private property. So you have to try to track them down in public to give them the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Jason Sudeikis has recently revealed and confirmed that he had no idea that that's how it was going to go down. He actually is upset that it happened that way. But such is life. What's interesting to me what about... I think it's kind of cold. What a good nigga, It's some though. cold shit, bro. It's kind of cold. It's kind of cold what's, shit. What's interesting to me about it is that his co-star in this film, Harry Styles' co-star is Florence Pugh. Um, she Pugh. is Love also... 
um, and, in, and in a relationship with a with a man who's far too old for her. I'm thinking, why not just leave? And oh, Harry Styles and Florence Pugh would be a cute little, you know, appropriately aged power she, couple. She, she got too much on Because Florence for Pugh is for me, nigga. You can't handle all that. Because <laughs> <laughs> Florence Pugh is for me, nigga. Straight up. Florence, yeah. Florence for you. Florence Pugh is for me. Wait yeah. a minute. She's with the nigga from Scrubs? Yeah. Yes, bro. Get the fuck out of that nigga, that nigga was starring in Scrubs when she was still eating oh, graham shit. crackers. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> that man was on bro, Scrubs. Wow. she's two years older than me. I remember Scrubs when I was four years old. Yeah, and he was getting no pussy on that show. That is a weird matchup, right? It is there. a weird matchup. This is so. She, he oh looks like God. a father. And the, and, the, and, the, and the thing is, people have always been like, "Yo, she's a grown woman," and that's true. Absolutely. But I don't. I don't think anyone has an issue with her. The her side of it. I think they have an issue with Zach Brab only dates young girls. That shit is weird. But you're not, he's not even. But that's like not Jason the first Fra- time that we've been. Talking he's not like about James like Franco. Leonardo bro. DiCaprio has been that's dating true. high schoolers. You know, that's true. I'm, I'm sure. sorry. Uh, college women and. Drake. So allegedly, allegedly. Drake. this is Drake. this is this is Drake. this is very this is very common within you know these Hollywood actors in the industry you know these older men or oh, sorry older white men um in in the industry you know what I'm saying so, and then you also have um not to traumatize West by bringing this name up but Aaron Taylor Johnson is married to a woman who's like 30 years older Ooh. than he is I don't want to say I that that's a terrible situation to be in because he definitely was groomed by her yeah um but I just want you to know Aaron just stay in that marriage oh, because yes. you can't be on the streets. Aaron Taylor Johnson. You can't be on the streets. You're a danger to us all. All right? Like you're craving the hunter for real. <laughs> nigga, I can't have you out on the streets, nigga. Wow. That He's n- kick ass? That nigga is brolic. Yeah. I can't. I guess. He's yaked for that, but she, yo, bro. She got a hand in the back of her vagina, bro. Like, that but but why, why Why don't Aaron Taylor Johnson and Florence Pugh get together? That seems like a good idea. Because Florence Pugh is for me. Because, I'm sorry. Because Aaron Taylor Johnson is Florence Pugh is like the number one yoga blonde overall right now. She's yes. Like yoga because but Aaron Taylor Johnson's wife has the gorilla grip. <laughs> <laughs> never let that motherfucker go. Bro. Hey, you understand me? She's got, yo, bro, she's super cougar. When, when, when he That's wakes. super cougar right when there. When he wakes up, she will like she's just say it in, right in, her, in, her, in his ear. Just be like, fuck the shit out of me, Okay. <laughs> Okay, just just, just like, do it. All right, okay? all right, no problem. <laughs> and then, and then go make him a sandwich in his lunchbox. Like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. So yeah, that's pretty wild though. <laughs> Olivia Wilde, am I right? Truly wild. Um, Shut up. Uh, we will move <laughs> into our music section. I know Wes and Jude are excited about this. We have a brand new release from King Push. Uh, it's almost. It's pretty dry. good. It's pretty good. Oh my. Oh, where do we even start, brother? Well, which one do you like more? Do you like this one or his last album more? Uh, I think I do like the last album Me too. a little bit more. I think it's short and I think it's short and sweet. And I like I like a short a and sweet long. album with Pusha T. But I'd say my favorite songs are like I gotta look at it. But honestly, off the top, uh, off the top is Rock and Roll with Kid Cudi, Kanye, and uh, and of course Push. And then there's uh, neck, the, pray, the, uh, pray, the I pray with, for you. With hope. Neck, neck and oh, neck uh, and wrist. Neck and neck wrist. Neck and wrist don't lie, yo. Like, did you see that they dropped a, an original version of the album and a version where they segregate the the Pharrell and Kanye bits? Yes, I did it's, see it's that. Pharrell versus Yay mix. Which oh, is cool. it's a truly yo like the two I best producers in the game. I listened to the Honestly. first track this morning just to get an idea. I was bumping it. Like, don't you just want to sell crack listening to this, bro? Like, mm-hmm. yes. I will listen to it. Scrape it off. Uh, scrape <laughs> it off. Wait, hold on. Scrape it off is the number one song on Lil Uzi Vert? I get it. I fucking get it. You know, because it's Lil Uzi Vert. But I think Pusha T is a special MC. You know, like, he has his niche, and people think he's 
you know, stuck in that one lane of coke rap, but... And this, he is, but it's okay. Yeah, it's fine, but it, it's like what he said about he's a Martin Scorsese of street rap. That's true. You know, and people just have their venues where they succeed the most, you know, and he succeeds in authentic street rap. Yeah. And I love hearing all the new ways he talks about selling coke. And, Listen, and you know what? He... he there was a lot of heat with him and Drake a few years ago when he that was uh, amazing. when he beat the dog shit best, Drake. Best rap uh, beef of all time. And, best rap beef of I all think, time. And I think the thing that was interesting about that was Pusha T has never tried to not be him. He's just mm-hmm. him. He's like, this is me. I make coke rap, and this is what I do. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of other rappers have not succeeded in trying to expand too far, trying to be different things. I think even Hov has fallen prey to this. Yeah, like King, like Kingdom Come is Hov's worst album. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Kingdom Come. The red one. No, I like that album. You're like, okay, fine. Wes almost fought what's your, you. What's your, what's Y'all couldn't see your it, least favorite but, Hove album. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Magna Carta, Holy Grail. Magna Carta is not great at all. That well, was his JT era. Was it? Was it? Yes. Was it not Bruce Lee who said, "I fear not the man who's practiced a thousand kicks once, but one kick a thousand times." Yeah. Oh, Bush yeah. is practicing his coke kick. Bro, a thousand 10, times. <laughs> like when when Diet Coke dropped earlier this year. The piano was so cold on that song. Ugh. The beat was yeah. nasty. <laughs> and I think Pusha T has one of the best voices in hip hop. He has a really good voice. Really you know, good I'm cadence. a big voice guy. But and you know what's so crazy? Yeah. It's like he, he can do it so well to, to the to the point where you, you can never get tired of him talking about Coke rap. You can't. But there are certain rappers in this game who can talk about them, you know, uh struggling and surviving in the streets and, you know, and mind you, they make millions of dollars now. And it's just like, can you talk about something else? <laughs> uh, just throwing shots to Meek Mill. Uh, but it's just, I honestly <laughs> don't care about a thing that I mean, nigga says. Like, <laughs> all that nigga does is yell. It's like, like, I stop, started from the bottom. Stop yelling. I used know? to pray for times like this. You know I mean? <laughs> to rhyme like this. In a matter of, you know. It, it, no, no. I, 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 I don't want to know more. Nicki Minaj's man. Remember, remember that? that? Yeah. That was I crazy. That. I remember that. That man was. a strange time. It was weird. His dry ass legs. With French fries on it. <laughs> With French fries. This Bro, that's gotta that. be one of the one of the like most confusing photos ever taken. Yes. Yo, like because what weird pictures of the two thousands? A thousand years from now, weird pictures of the two thousands. <laughs> in a textbook, in a big like Guinness Book of World Records of just because, weird shit. Okay, of the last millennia, it's gonna be Meek Mill and the fucking French fries on his you, legs. You're, yes. you're eating at the pool. Fine, fries drop. Why, why are you, you eating French fries at the pool? Picture of it. Yeah. Why, why, why can't you just pick it up before yeah. it like? Why are your legs white? Off? You're a black man. Yo, <laughs> your legs are ashy. Look, bro, that looks like a chalkboard. <laughs> that nigga. Look- <laughs> I uh, I definitely uh, want to make sure we get this in before Wes leaves because I know he's as excited about this as the rest of us. Uh, we got a new announcement from Kung Fu Kenny. He's oh, back. Oh, Brother man, the man is coming back. Wait, Jude, can you can you tell your theory about this album? Oh yeah. So I texted Wes last night because I was I was just Late thinking night Jude text. You know, <laughs> this go man, ahead. This man texted me last night unrelated. He, just, he, he goes, Yo, you just, think Yo, I you, said I got you a You think thought. Jesus and Maud Apatow are fucking? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. This has to do with Kendrick? No. no. There's another thing I texted this Wait again. a minute. Maud Apatow is 100% fucking a black man. <laughs> she definitely fucking a black man. 100%. Anyway, go on. But anyway, so 
I re- I realized though that Absol put out a song last week. Okay. And then Schoolboy Q put out a song a few weeks ago. It was kind of under the radar. Not a lot of people were checking for it because they haven't put out music in a while. But I love Schoolboy Q and I love Absol. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed J Rock is in the studio and he's been working since COVID. And now Kendrick announced his album. Mm-hmm. So my theory is that kind of thanks to COVID is that they were all able to convene together to make the Black Hippie album, which was Schoolboy Q, J-Rock, Absol, and Kendrick. Okay. People okay. have been dying for an album with the four of them ah. the last 10 years. And you think that's what Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers could be? It could be the Big Steppers. That could be, or not just that. That could be Kendrick's own album because we would want a, a solo Kendrick release. But I think with... Those guys putting out songs, J Rock in the studio, and Kendrick putting out an album. It's a perfect segue into also letting Kendrick leave Top Dog on a super on a high, high note. Yeah. Mm. With a legacy album like a that. A legacy album with, with the four of them. It, with his guys on with it. His, with his boys. Schoolboy Q, Absol, the dudes he was, you know, riding in a van with, going to shows, mm-hmm. touring the world. And Kendrick was J Rock's opener, he was his hype man. Mm hmm. You know, bringing things full circle. Yeah, it's so funny you mentioned that because for, uh, I call it kind of like, I guess, preparing <clears throat> for the album, which drops May 13th. Um, Two weeks. Very close. Two um, weeks. Uh, but I've decided I want to go back and like just listen through all of Kendrick's album albums again. Mm-hmm. Um, and at first I was going to start with Section 80 because I've heard it before. I wanted to re-listen, but I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I, d- I never really paid a lot of attention to Overly Dedicated. Nobody has. But I listened through it today. It's it's good. I mean, it's not like it's solid. It, you know, obviously he's come a long way, but I like quite a lot of the songs. He's on our there. age during that album. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But you know what's so interesting, Justin? I think a lot of in the last five to ten years, just because of Kendrick not releasing that much since really 2017, I think was the mm-hmm. last major release. Other than the Black Panther album, damn, different. No. Um, a lot of his best verses in the last five to seven years have been on other people's songs. Like a lot of like that J Rock song he had, mm-hmm. yes. um, uh, Kings Dead, Kings. Well, that that was that was oh, on Black um, Panther, but that is what, a great what, verse. Oh, Wow Freestyle. On yeah, that yeah, album. that's yes. a great, that's a great verse. You remember how uh, we used to get it back when Top had the Red Charger? <laughs> yeah, yo, I saw that show live. Yeah. I saw Dabo, uh, <laughs> Absol. I saw I saw TDE. Did live. you? Did you? Yeah, me too. In the garden. Yeah. Yo, Judy and I are each other's variants. <laughs> truly, truly, truly. And I, but like, yo, that was an amazing fucking show. Mm-hmm. Kendrick is just godsend. And clearly, this and clearly, is coming from an atheist. Like, enjoys <laughs> enjoys working with his homeboys. Like, yeah, in a cool way. Like, in, enjoys like, like getting getting them all together and putting them on his albums and and being on their albums. Like, they, TDE. I don't know what the politics of TDE are inside, but it does seem like. It's a real creative brain trust. Like they're yeah. all working together. We've talked about Kendrick at length on this show. It's no, it's no news to anyone that we're all fans of him. Um, and it's not a controversial thing to say. He's he's one of the greatest rappers who's ever done it. I'm curious what you guys are expecting or hoping for in the next album. In terms of like, I'm just curious how it's gonna sound because he's he's done a lot of like the you know the sort of jazz fusion. With the trap music, I heard it was going to be a rock fusion. They've been talking I've about that for that. a while. Yeah, that he would that he would start to incorporate rock music into. I'm down with rap. it. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm down to do some do some different shit. You know, yeah. Charlie like did it. Solo. 
Yeah, Childish Gambino did. Childish, yep. Yeah, uh, a lot of people, mo- most people weren't really hip to it, but I was hip to it. I yeah. liked it. I, I, I like like hearing something different, like hearing something new. Mm-hmm. So with this with this new album that's coming out, I don't know what what we'll be expecting, but at the same time, I am here for it, and I want to know who the big steppers are <laughs> because. Uh, I'm ready to put all this shit on my, on my workout playlist. So, yeah. Yeah. It could. I mean, everybody at Equinox is gonna be out here. Based they on gonna the, be going stupid. Based on the title alone, you know it's gonna be another you know narrative album, right? Like yeah, it's in the, in the same way. He's I a narrative that, guy. Exactly in the same way that I you know to pimp a butterfly very clearly was like there was like with uh, Good Kid. Obviously, each the whole thing was the story of him in the hood, and each song had like its own anecdotal thing. But with Butterfly, there was like a clear overarching theme. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Dam, even though Dam was a bit more conceptual. So I'm wondering, yeah, like Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. I'm sure Homie, who does uh, Dissect on Spotify, has already decoded what the title could be. I mean, be. It, yeah. also, it also reminds me of those old Motown records that would have like, you know, yeah. you would have like the headliner and then it would have like, yeah, the the joke is always like, oh, it should be David Ruffin and the Temptations, but like mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of bands had that, it was yeah. like the headliner and then the band, yeah. So it also kind of sounds like that, which would be, you know, he's always dipping into soul music with his music, so it'd be interesting. Yeah. And, and Silk Sonic just did something kind of. I was like literally that. just thinking that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, it, I I think it's gonna be. Um, I mean, I'm I'm just anticipating greatness because who wouldn't at this point? Yo, Honestly, your girls dude, are gonna hear from you for 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> they will be. They will. I, I'm I, I'm pretty sure motherfuckers want want this still, but there might be a song with Kendrick and J Cole. You know, the and Drake. All know. three of them. Not on a song, but away. like on the album. On the album. Yeah, it's 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 one of those weird things where all of them are so massive now, even though they came into the yeah. game around the same time, and there were always these. I mean, they they have collaborated before, but you. I mean, we all remember when Kendrick and Cole were talking, were teasing that Black Friday that Black EP Friday together, shit was good. and they switched okay. beats. And Kendrick, so Kendrick murdered him. I mean, Cole did. That was so Kendrick good. Cole did Cole, but Kendrick murdered him. Yes. Um. Kendrick murders everything. He yeah, does. yeah. He he can't help himself. Um. But yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see, especially because Cole also is kind of in that like, I don't want to say retirement, but he's in that Cole. He's still making music, nah, but he's like, like he just put out a, a whole uh, Dreamville project. Yeah, I, I think like, but he's I, at a he's retirement in, age. He's, he's in, in like a, an executive like statesman sort of role. I don't even role. think so. I don't think even. I don't even view him like that. I don't view him like you a hove. I, I think oh, he's okay. still truly a rapper oh. and. He's. I think um, J. Cole's like Sifu. Sifu is still a martial artist, mm-hmm. always learning new shit and mm-hmm. always bringing us something different and teaching us something new, mm-hmm. but still goes back to old shit yeah. and has us, you know, showcase what he's taught yeah. us. Well, it's like whereas, he said, he's... Yeah, whereas Hove, I'm sorry to interrupt, but yeah. whereas Hove, you know, it's just Hove. And everyone who tried to be on Hove's, Hove's uh, like, roster back at Rockefeller, like Beanie, Memphis... They're not doing much anymore. Yeah. It's not really anything. It's just been Jay Z. Yeah. So I think it's more like that. J. Cole, I really think, is a team guy, but who can still play. You know, he's like Bill Russell, like that. Yeah. He did call himself the middle child. Later, Wes. Thanks for Later, letting y'all. us in. If they say anything villainous in the rest of this podcast, I am not associated. This is just, they're just in my house. <laughs> That's applied to us. These things are just in my house. He is the ringleader of the yeah. evil shit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Justin, um, Justin's a magneto of this group. I'm Toad. I, I rem- I rem- <laughs> I'm Toad. <laughs> Damn. Long time. I feel baby. like I'm Quicksilver, just constantly annoyed. Just a little annoyed. <laughs> just like, damn. That, I can't what, that, what does that make me? Juggernaut? 
Like a bug. Yeah, 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 you can do that. I guess. He's not technically a mutant, but... Um, he, he don't be running through walls, he be running through women. You know what I'm hey, saying? Hey, hey. But yes, Kendrick, um, no matter what this album sounds like, I'm sure he will continue to be revered as one of the greatest. I think Beyonce might be on this album. You think Beyonce might be on this album? Oh, yeah? That's a possibility. I think so. Or Hov is on this album, too. Because, listen, the blessing of COVID is everyone was in the house and can record. And yeah. they said, and can let's work. create. Mm-hmm. You know, let's it's, collab. The, the blessing of COVID is that people were allowed time, real time, to just sit, be with their families, reminisce on their lives, think through things, mm-hmm. like really think through things, and not have a bunch of, a million other things coming in at you. Right, right. And But I also don't know their freaking lives or whatever, but I'm just thinking and hoping that they all chose to create, and mm-hmm. there's something in the chamber that is nasty. Yeah. Well, that I would like to hear it. I mean, he was on her. He was on Lemonade. He was on he did Lemonade. Freedom with her. And Kendrick has a daughter now. Yeah, I think a little girl. Yeah, he has a kid, and yeah, definitely took his time to be with his family and within co. Well, everybody was with their family, and so yeah, Kendrick was on the the Lemonade album. So I'm pretty sure Beyonce might return the favor and mm. might be on his. How many songs do you think might be on the album? I think thirteen. 13. That's what I personally like with albums. Albums has got to be between 10 and 13 for me. I would, yeah, I could see 13 to 15 because Damn was, I was, was what, 12? 15. Uh, I would say 15. Not including, I would say not including like interludes and stuff yeah. that he might do. Yeah. Like yeah just yeah, in yeah. terms of raw music, I think mm-hmm. maybe like even 15 tracks. But, um, you know, he's not Drake putting out 20 tracks on the song. <laughs> Chris or Brown Chris putting 40. I was 40 songs. So unnecessary. <laughs> I, did, I only listened to two of them shits. <laughs> you think I'm going to listen to the 38 others? <laughs> what? Chris Brown, how much do you have to say? <laughs> not, A lot. not too much. Um, you know, but uh, I don't want to go there. <laughs> That that goat label gets thrown around a lot, right? And yes. there uh, is apparently some argument to be made that Tyson Fury can be considered the goat heavyweight boxer. Yeah, of all time. in this corner, yeah, Tyson mm-hmm. Fury, the way he was putting out dudes, and not for nothing, the fact that he came back, he won the title against Klitschko, had a freak out, a mental breakdown where he was suicidal, mm. yep. completely overweight, just depressed and fucked up. Mm-hmm. And then has brought himself back from that through his his faith, through his hard work and his dedication and all that. And mm-hmm. his career has just skyrocketed. And that yeah, first fight true. with Wilder was crazy. crazy. <laughs> he came back like the Undertaker yes. over a deadly, deadly, deadly punch. And mm-hmm. Wilder hits like a freight train. He does. Came back and beat that nigga twice. 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 Yeah. And yeah. after this, and that went with their second fight. He did say he was like he was like, oh, it's, I just want everybody. To, I want to address this situation that uh, that Tyson Fury didn't really have his hands placed in in in, in the right way of the boxing glove. Mm. So it, it sort of hit me much harder than it did. Oh, Bro, stop, he, he put out a whole stop, video stop, with stop, that. Stop, I was stop, like, stop, stop, I was like, Wilder, you just saying that because your ass got punched reaching. really hard. Reaching, you got your ass punched really hard. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not like he hasn't lost. He's the bronze bomber because he was a bronze medalist. Yeah, and the same time he was hitting people with that heavy ass right. But when you're Tyson Fury and you hit motherfuckers with them hands, they gonna feel like, oh my god, this is something different. Is Tyson Fury a big boy who can move? He is a big boy that can move. He can move slick. Yes, he can. I, I, I. This is weird, but. 
I love watching Tyson Fury work out. Is mm-hmm. and he does. I'm a big fan of like different music. Mm-hmm. I don't like I don't like doing a whole bunch of hard shit All while I'm time, training. Yeah. You know, I put on I put on some James Brown. I put on yeah. some house music. It's like, good. Just some it's stuff good to just get my body moving. Yeah. And he does that all the time and that shit is fire and yeah. the way he just dances around in the, in the ring and just like he's you know, playful working with the people yeah he's playful i love that shit 33 fights 32 wins wow. 23 wins by knockout and one draw in the heavyweight Man. division you yeah. know people throw around the whole mayweather is the greatest box of all time thing and greatest defensive box of all time and no taking away from mayweather but he is the greatest businessman in boxing and when the greatest businessman in boxing and you're promoting your own fights and you're able to pick your own fights. Mm-hmm. And of course you face adversity like uh the what's that nigga's name? The oh my god, Maidana. Mm-hmm. The two Maidana fights, uh, the first one was difficult and the second one he wrapped that dude up. But you know, I think when you really face adversity, when you've been knocked down, when you have lost, I think you can say you're truly great because you can come back from that. That's when an you're winning the whole time, huh? when you're winning the whole time, Without facing that within the ring, of course you face things in you know in your personal life. And he was, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, I think you're truly great when you know what it's like when you feel like you're not. Yeah the 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 argument can be made both ways, right? There's a way to say that like statistically and practically, if the if the goal of boxing and the art of boxing is to hit without getting hit then Mayweather has a case for the greatest because he 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 just couldn't touch him and he and he won every fight that he ever did but yeah in your in terms of the story the narrative of boxing the grit and the emotional aspect of it yeah you know it's like a paper i just wrote i wrote a paper on like consciousness if computers can be conscious if you give the computer the right programming to some people mm-hmm. it can mimic human consciousness and the uh, philosopher that I was writing this on who uh, went against this idea, there's something within us, within humanity, which is called intentionality. Mm-hmm. And there's just a certain humanness about us that a computer can't mimic. There's a certain yeah. certain thing that logic cannot, you know, replicate because greatness is not just numbers and logic. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and just wins. It's that fire you have in your belly to really rise to the occasion. Mm-hmm. Like Muhammad Ali, the thing what made him great was he, you know, went against the Vietnam War and stood up for what he believed in within his religion, within the freedom of black folks, and gave up. Mm-hmm. You know, what was precious to him as a fighter was his heavyweight title. Mm-hmm. And he came back, he lost to Joe Frazier. And Joe Frazier is great as well. Mm -hmm. But what made Ali was the greatest of all time, though, was he was slower. He was not as fast. He was not as pretty. He was not as sexy. But he won the heavyweight title two more times. Mm -hmm. Mm. So, Uh, yeah, no, definitely great points. And and the reason I bring up Tyson Fury isn't just to talk about him specifically, although he is great. But um, uh, this is the situation. So he is now being considered one of the great heavyweights of all time and we're in an era where there's a lot of there's a lot of attempts at crossover appeal between MMA and boxing. Yeah. Right. Um so now uh UFC heavyweight Francis Ngannou 
has been attempting to tease something, quote unquote, happening between him and Tyson Fury. And I say something intentionally because it hasn't been made clear whether they will be boxing, whether they will be doing MMA, whether mm-hmm. it's boxing with MMA gloves, boxing with clinching, whatever, whatever. The details haven't been sorted out. But Ngannou has made a point to go out on his own, leave Dana White behind as a promoter, and try to make this thing happen for himself. So he, this is not sanctioned by... Dana White, and he appeared, uh, Nganu that is, appeared in the ring with Tyson at the end of his most recent match, um, seemingly as a move to try to get yeah. their faces together, you know what I mean, and, and see and get some uh, traction behind it. Now, bef- not even necessarily talking about like who would win because whatever, but I'm just curious, career-wise in general, because Jude and I, we were having a, a conversation over the weekend about John Jones and Nganu and how that, we, that might never happen despite... Uh, how much people want to see it? Because Ngannou's going through a lot, right? I mean, he had a yeah, surgery. He, he tore, I think, uh, both his both his knees because mm. in his last fight with uh, Cheryl Gan, which he won on two bad knees, mm. he just I think he just did surgery on both his shits, mm. and Damn. so that's like a year of rehab. Yeah, Ooh. and then within the year of rehab, you're not like really sparring or having can't go grappling, hard, can't go hard. So there's that, and then you have to have training camp for or just a workout. Then have training camp, yeah. and then have you know your fight fight camp, and then have the fight, and then all the promotion with that. So it's gonna be a while before we see Ngannou and Jones, I think. Yeah, yeah, but it could also still be a while, and to even see this happen with him and Fury, I mean, well, depending on what the rules are, they're not that's grappling. The thing. If they're if they're not grappling, then you know maybe it's less. Imagine they're just playing things. Nintendo. <laughs> they're playing punch out <laughs> <with> each other, <laughs> rock 'em sock 'em robots. Um, yeah, uh, but I mean, based on what y'all have seen of both the fighters, if they were just to say, okay, we're going to do a boxing match, but with four-ounce UFC gloves, how do y'all think that goes? Ahmad? I'm down to, I'm down to see that. Do you think uh, Fury would, would take it, or you think? Um, I, 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 I've seen clips, I've seen multiple clips of... An, Ngano with in, in in the ring, well mm-hmm. in the octagon, and he definitely got got some good old handwork. But I would say that Tyson Fury might have like the advantage, like mainly because mm-hmm. like he has more of his experience in the boxing ring. Well, mm-hmm. if if it did go to boxing, yeah, mm-hmm. if it did go to boxing, also depends on the amount of rounds. Yeah, because Tyson can go. What well, what is it in, in the heavyweight division? It's still twelve, right? Yeah, yeah. Pro boxing, twelve rounds. Yeah, if if it's yeah, for 12 for rounds, yeah. Tyson could probably tire him out, you know. And Same thing that happened with Mayweather and McGregor. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so uh, it's only five rounds for, for the main event when it comes to the UFC. Yeah. And I feel like with Ngano, he, he's... But with boxing, it, it, it's three-minute rounds. And, and with UFC, it's, it's what? five minutes. Five minutes. Uh, it's 25 minutes in the octagon, and then it's, what's 12 times three? Quickly, 36, 36 minutes. <laughs> yeah, 36. Yeah, a little bit minutes. longer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I would feel like Tyson might have that advantage on him. Yeah. And, you know, this would probably be an exhibition match, but I definitely would feel like Tyson They're going to put a belt on it. Like, they're going to put yeah. some kind oh, of belt yeah. there. A- exhibition is such a dirty word in, in fight sports because it, it I, I feel like it automatically, it has this connotation of like, it's not real. There's no like value There's nothing to, 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 to I go out for. Was just not a title fight. It's just a regular fight. I, just, I for me, I guess I. That's what I always associated as. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's been going on for years. It's not new, but I guess in the recent kind of 
trend, I always look at it as like, here are these two big names. Like Jake Paul and Logan. Yeah, or whatever. And the exhibition is that they are here fighting uh, each other. Um, but yeah, I mean, if it happens, it, it would certainly be interesting. Um, I, in fact, you know, even when it comes to Jones and Ngannou, I, of all the fights that have, like all the names that have been thrown in, in next to Jones over the last few years, Adesanya, Ngannou, uh, Miocic, I think the fight that I would really want to see as a, a fan of martial arts and of fighting is him versus Stipe. I think him versus Ngannou yeah. would be interesting only in terms of like, I, I was listening to Chael Sonnen and he kind of explained it where it's like, the, this is an experiment, right? John Jones hasn't fought for two years yeah. and he's moving up in weight class. Mm -hmm. Can he do what he does against someone who's bigger and stronger physically than he is? Yeah. And so Ngannou clearly fits that bill. Right, and, like Gano fits that build to a tenfold. Yeah. That man is just like he's he crushes two watermelons in his thighs. Like, <laughs> yeah, so he obviously fits it from that perspective. But then when you look at like the technical, who's a great technical match for Jones? Miocic is like Miocic right is there. Miocic is is slick. But I the like thing is that he he wouldn't he's not as likely to come in that much heavier than Jones just because of how he's built. So they'd probably be more even. And you know, it's like whatever, it's it's splitting hairs. It yeah. would still be a good fight. But in terms of seeing like because people could always be like, oh well, that wasn't really like John Jones didn't really fight a heavyweight because he didn't fight Nganu or someone who's like got twenty mm -hmm. pounds on him or whatever. So, you know, we'll see. But I, I don't think Adesanya and Jones needs to happen. I don't no. need to watch that. No. <laughs> I don't want to watch it. Because I don't think I don't think Adesanya would win. I don't think Adesanya win. And I I want to see Adesanya win. Yeah. I like Adesanya. <laughs> I, like I like Adesanya him. a lot. So I don't I don't yeah, I wouldn't want to see that. But um speaking of exhibition, there is another potential match coming up. Um I don't know if y'all have heard about this. Uh Rush, George St. Pierre, has said that he will consider doing a grappling exclusive match with Habib Nurmagomedov. That's fine. That'll be a good that'll be a good day for uh, grappling uh, yeah. sports. Yes, yeah. that'll he be said, great. He said I don't need to throw punches. I'm 40 years old, but I'll do I'll grapple with him since we never got to fight in the UFC. I'd say I got uh Khabib on that because George did tore, tear his ACL. And of course he could be healed up and mm. stronger, but it's always something that kind of It's always something that's in the back of your mind. Yeah. And not that it wouldn't stop George at all, because mm -hmm. you know fighters are just stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I just the way Khabib ran through the division, mm. he's just a monster of a man. So I, yeah. the man, that man wrestled bears. <laughs> he wrestled bears. What are we talking about? When he here? was nine <laughs> years old, fourth grade, drinking apple juice. And then fucking wrestling a Coming bear. Coming home from after school. School in the daytime, grapple the bears at night. <laughs> come here, Kuma. With, <laughs> with come airstrikes in the background. <laughs> like, come on, son. Yeah, Round I mean, one. <laughs> fight. Um, yeah, I mean, Habib, of course, has has been like, nah, I'm not interested in that. And and I buy mm. it. I mean, he, he really made a statement when he retired. He was doing it for his family. Um uh, would I like to see it? Definitely. Um, of course. Who wouldn't? You know, and these are two of the greatest UFC fighters, period. And also some of the great grapplers. That's why they were always compared yeah. to each other because they had a similar kind of Sambo uh, style. But, you know, it's what's so interesting about Khabib and, and other fighters who are like him, and there aren't many, is that, and one of his, one of Khabib's opponents said this. I can't remember the name right now. But he's like, he said, you know exactly what he's going to do, and you can't stop him. Yeah. That's what makes him so 
crazy, so dangerous, is you know he's going to come in and shoot and take your legs and maul you. And you He's like a tank. You, <laughs> well, you see a tank rolling down the street. This tank is going to crush this car. Yeah. There is nothing that this car can do to stop the, <laughs> the, the, the tank from crushing. Yeah, from crushing it. And, and, and that is really admirable. To be a fighter who's in the UFC, to have so many hours of recorded footage, to give everyone a game plan. But you know what it is? It's like... Sometimes when you're thinking so much about something, you're more susceptible to it, right? Yeah. I think like, you know, you could go in there and be like, I'm going to defend the takedown. I'm going to defend the takedown. Then you're not looking for anything else. And then by the time he does it, like, it's still, it hasn't gotten into your body. That's what happened to Connor. Yeah, Connor is like the whole time, yeah. all right, don't get taken down. Don't get taken down. Boop, pop the face and yeah. on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> it literally happened. Yeah. Even Khabib done. was like, oh, that worked? And then, <laughs> <laughs> oh, worked. sure, I knocked him Oh, I don't know how I could do that. Yeah. I was going to choke him out. <laughs> and then he did yoke the nigga. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Vicious uh, jaw crank. And, you know, that's another thing, right? Is like, we've got McGregor. Fuck Where McGregor. does he go from here? I mean, he, he's he, fighting welterweight. He's going to the that, kitchen. That's a move. <laughs> he's going to be a house husband. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing left for him. A man doesn't him. need to work. Ever again. He's even apart set. from even apart from the UFC contracts, he's got the whiskey going. He's got like his own fitness uh, uh, things. Thing yeah. He can do more businesses. Like the man is already set. He don't need to. I think he has a clothing line, anymore. right? Like yeah, he does. A, a fashion. He brand. did the Mayweather thing by losing. <laughs> and how um, much did he make for that? What was that a hundred mil or something? Yes, I'll get paid a hundred wow. million dollars to lose. <laughs> you wow. kidding me? I've lost a lot. <laughs> uh, Joe Rogan was talking about like, oh, he needs a tune-up fight, but like, who? A tune-up fight. That's not how UFC works. You can't just bring in a scrub from off the street. He did. It was Donald Cerrone. It, yeah, literally, it was Cowboy. And then after that, he lost again. Yo, there's he no lost one in the, twice badly. Yeah, and there's no one in the top ten that would be an easy win for McGregor. No, they're thinking though of him going up to welterweight and fighting Kamaru. That's the bullshit this motherfucker's talking. He'll yeah. get his ass whooped. But Kamara, I'll take that check. <laughs> I'll take that check. <laughs> if I'm Kamara, I'm taking that money for sure. He gonna wrench this nigga. Yo. <laughs> I'm Nigerian that day. <laughs> I'm Nigerian that day. We gotta make a. We gotta. We I'm gotta, out here dancing a burner boy <laughs> all week when Kamaru fights this nigga. Fuck out of here. She gets a tattoo of the Niger flag. Oh my god. <laughs> a jollof rice. A jollof rice. I'm gonna get a fucking lion tattoo. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna wear white jeans, <laughs> really skinny white jeans, really very skinny. skinny white jeans. But with you can church barely shoes, see, you can yeah. barely see my dick. You gotta print. wear church shoes, <laughs> black barely. church shoes. I'm gonna have the Bluetooth headset. Oh, you got to, you got to with with, with, with the good old hat with, with the, the good with the good old Kangol boy hat. The Kangol, that's it. The little Kangol newspaper boy hat. The munching. <laughs> I'd be like. Hey, where are you going? Where are you going? <laughs> hey, you little bitch. <laughs> I'm watching the fight like, hey, Connor, you bitch. He's <laughs> <laughs> just in the front row. Come on, beat that nigga ass. <laughs> like, <laughs> Meanwhile, you still eating and shit. <laughs> Joel O'Brien, eat the bone. Dana off. turns around. Who is this guy? Chew the bone marrow through my chicken. Like <laughs> Dana ready to give you a contract after that. Honestly, though. This guy's a showman. Um, <laughs> Honestly, yeah, that that's would, all it takes. That would be a very, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think either way, Connor is looking, he's very close to the sunset of his career. He's already in it, but I think like. I think you break your leg and not really hitting it. You just step on it and it breaks. Mm. Dude, come on. Ha. Yeah, that Woo. was nasty. Yeah, you just got that image in your head. And I, like, I, I literally just, and you, yeah. I saw the, it, I, I imagined the look. 
It, yeah. lo- it looked yeah. like Linguini. And and uh, other fighters have have gone through you know Silva, Weigman, and uh, Sterling, right? That that breaking news. Of- Sorry. Breaking news: Conor McGregor offers cash reward after a firebomb attack on his pub. Oh, someone tried to blow up his bar. Yeah, that's crazy. Dustin, what are you Did doing? He take- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on bloody elbow. I mean, it could be fake Dustin, news. Dustin, what are you doing? <laughs> it, could be, it could be fake news, but who knows? We'll, 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 we'll elaborate. Morty, on fake newsman. We'll, <laughs> we'll elaborate on this in the next in the next episode. We'll see how it develops. Um, so. Uh, for the for the last portion of our podcast here, like I mentioned briefly up top, um, there's been a lot. You know, you hear us talk about it a lot on the show, and you see it on TikTok. You know, everyone's in their villain era. Everyone's trying to be a villain. It's a W for the villains. W I'm somewhere the in the villains. hood, double <laughs> with all the dealers. They say because you ain't been this comfortable in a minute. Period. Mm. Shout out to Benny the Butcher. And and what does it mean? That's something we want to talk about. But I also thought it would be a cool time just nerd out real quick and discuss like some of our personal favorite villains, villains that we think are memorable and and what yes. we think makes a memorable villain. Okay, how do you want to do this? You want to do one, 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 and we all hit up with three, or we just hit say our say our bunch and then we discuss. Yeah, I'm. I, I think we'll just each say our bunch. I can start. Okay. To give you guys some time think, to think uh, or whatever. So for me, and the reason this also came up for me is because I was listening in on a Twitter space conversation yesterday and they were talking about how to write good villains. And it just got me thinking about all the villains that I appreciate in, in fiction. So I think there's a, there's a few things that like you always want to see. You like a villain, or at least I like a villain who's like, who's cool, right? Who has a sense of swagger, who has a sense of confidence Smooth. about them every time they come into a room. The charisma. Smooth. Yeah, the charisma is there. But there's also something really fascinating about villains who like, because there's been a big shift recently toward the sympathetic villain. Yeah. You know, the like killmongers, the Thanos, the, mm-hmm. well, I guess uh, Joker, Joker, the Joker Joaquin movie. Joker, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joaquin like understanding how he got there and all this stuff. Uh, and like, you may not agree with their methods, but you understand why. So whatever, but I don't think that every villain needs to necessarily. No, sometimes a maniacal nigga is just great. Yeah, sometimes it's great to have someone who's just rawly evil, or sometimes it's really interesting to have a villain that is evil because they can't like, because that's their only option. Like they don't actually know, they can't actually conceive that there's a different way. And there's certain villains on my list who kind of typify that. So I'm gonna read it out, and then I'll explain some of them, and then we'll move on. Um, This is no particular order. I'm gonna start with Gus Fring. From uh from Breaking Bad, um, mm. Giancarlo Esposito's character. Yes, 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 yes. That's just you know when you talk about cool, when you talk about someone who is dangerous without ever with barely ever being a physical threat to anybody, but just his presence, you know that this nigga is like a problem. You thought about it. Then Azula, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Azula's a okay. good one. Okay. Very very great villain. That bitch is crazy. <laughs> um, she she loves what she does. She's a, she's a perfectionist. She you know she feels like she's actually proving something, but you don't actually find that out until the very very end of the series why she's so twisted. Yeah. And then of course yeah. by that point you do feel for her, but you have it, it, you, she's one of those love to hates. You it's know what build, I mean? It's a build up there. Yeah. She's yeah. One of those, I didn't even think of that. Those love to hate villains where it's like every time she shows up, I wish someone would just. Just cap her. Just shoot her. <laughs> shoot her in the knee. Um, yeah. uh, she's got a great personality, uh, great voice acting, you know, fantastic power set, great image. So she's definitely on the list. Um, next, I'm going to say Agent Smith from the Matrix movies. Of course. Mm. Um, Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Really cool. And this is p- kind of what I mean about like villains who are villains just by like nature or by design. He's sort of like elementally opposed to Neo, right? So yes. like, even if he wanted to be good, 
He couldn't. It's he thinks he is good. He th- yeah, and that's that's one of the things, or or at least he's like, there's an anomaly. I'm. This is my design. I'm designed to keep the matrix this way. Yeah. You are an anomaly, so I have to take you out. But then he starts to get corrupted by this obsession that he has with Neo and become more and more human. Uh, you know, over the course of the series, which is really interesting. Okay. And also, Hugo Weaving is just a, a great actor. Um, yes, he is. Four, Cell. Dragon you Dragon. fucking would. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you fucking would. <laughs> love that answer. Yeah, Cell. Um, you love, oh my God. He's definitely. cold. <laughs> he's just, he's he's just cold. cold. He's just cold. Like the, the nigga just wants to, just wants to fight because he knows that he can beat everybody in the room. This man. But he did it. This man, <laughs> he, he did it, but he was confident. Yeah. And he, he had that confidence. Did. I mean, you know, and, and then he, he didn't count on Goku being like, hey, uh, you see that, you see that five-year-old over there? Try him out. He going, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. look at my son. That's my kid. That's my kid. And you know what? Actually, you know what, Gohan? Actually, I'm making a fair fight. Cell, take the sense with me, all right? <laughs> Heal up. Heal up. I know Gohan was like, what the? Go, go all out on each other. Love you, son. <laughs> I'm dead, by the way. I'm, I'm dead. Yo, this is literally like he got game. Yeah. And he got game to understand what I'm saying. Yes. I saw um, that, yeah. My last choice, kind of a deep cut. I don't know if either of you are familiar with the character. She's an X-Men villain that showed up uh, when Grant Morrison rebooted the series in like the mid-2000s. Her name is Cassandra Nova. Mm. Um, mm. And she is... Very fascinating. I think she. I really think that Marvel needs to take advantage and use her in the movies immediately because, like, a lot of the a lot of the X Men villains, like Magneto, by now no one really wants Magneto to be a villain. Like, we like him as a character, sure. but he's his 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 origins and his in motivations are way yeah. too understandable. For, no, not even that. Like, but they're way too understandable for us to be like, oh, he's a bad guy. Like, he's just a, he's really oh, okay. an antihero by this point. Yeah. So we need villains that are like we understand why the X Men had to take these people down. And the thing about Cassandra Nova is that she is what uh, she's what this alien race is called the Shi'ar. They name her a Mumudrai, which is basically like a psychic parasite. When uh, Xavier was in his mother's womb, his psychic p- abilities were so powerful that they actually caused an entity to come from the astral plane God and create dang. its own body in the womb with him. Yes. So Cassandra Nova is his twin sister. But what happened was, well, it's kind of been told two different ways, but somehow or another, uh, Cassandra tried to kill Xavier in the womb and he killed her. But she was able to reconstitute her cellular composition over many many years and she grew up she developed this hatred of xavier and by extension everything that xavier loves so xavier is a champion for mutant kind cassandra nova hates mutant kind xavier you know wants there to be peace between humanity and mutants uh, cassandra wants to eliminate everybody in her first comic book appearance she destroyed genosha which was the which was a mutant island that magneto had ruled at the time so mm-hmm. I just think she's really cool because she has all of Xavier's powers and none of his inhibition, none of his compassion. Oh, my God. Um, and she, uh, I think, would be a dope threat for them to take on. And she also is, again, that an example of that type of villain who, like, is evil because that's all they can do. That's just their nature. Mm-hmm. So those are my five choices. Very interested to hear what y'all have in mind. You want to go? Wait. Sure. Yeah, go ahead. I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't mind. Um, I wanted to start off with... Um, Oh God! What was what was one that I just had in my head? Uh, number one, I would say it's it's a little it's a little different one, but it's from the Superman Unchained comic, mm. and this 
alien super weapon was designed and made to kill Superman, which is almost like Doomsday mm-hmm. in a way, but a little bit more badass. Like, mm-hmm. um, but his name is uh, the, the being's name is Wraith. Wraith. And uh, yeah, W R A I T H. And he was uh, definitely siding with the government. Uh, started off in World War Two. Um, he acted as a bomb in Nagasaki, I believe. Oh, and, but his true mission was to mm. wash Superman. Um, <laughs> and so when, when Superman uh, came to, to planet Earth, you know, he, he you know built up his his uh, his his popularity and all that. Wraith just came out of nowhere like a freight train and was like, motherfucker, I'm, I'm here and I'm about, yeah. to, I'm about to rock your whole shit. And so after after fucking him up one time, um, <laughs> <laughs> Superman uh, came back. It was like, yo, yo, bro, like what's what's going on? Like, I'm, I'm not your enemy. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're doing. But there's another enemy that I want to, like, take down right now. And he's in the way. He's like, all right, bet. You know, I'll, you, you know what? Let's both take him down together. But afterwards, don't forget about what I just said. I'm gonna fuck you up, okay? As soon as bro, as soon as they defeated him, Rafe went. (laughs) He said, "Bro, it's on now. He's done. So now we, so now we gotta go." It was like the uh, the Avengers movie when Hulk decked Thor off. He he said, "Bro, it's not over yet." So you you thought this shit was over? Thought it was sweet. (laughs) So I I truly enjoyed that entire series. Um, but Wraith, he was about about it. He was not trying to be good. He was not trying to be bad. He was he was that type of villain where he was like, all right, I'm gonna do the work with you. I'm gonna share it. But at the end at the end of the day, I have beef with you. We know who's gonna come out on top. Okay, it's interesting. It's almost like a DBZ villain in that case. It's like he, exactly. he's looking for the fight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now speaking of that, um, that's gonna be my next villain. Um, and. I, I love how it went when it went to, to canon, you know, mm-hmm. that we're going to start to see him as a hero. But, you know, if he was to stay as a villain, my boy Broly mm-hmm. would have been he a fucking a hero? beast. I mean, he's he's going to become good. Oh, because, okay. I didn't know that. Well, okay. So in, in, in I didn't the watch last, the movie. So you, you should. I know. Bro, <laughs> I'm telling you, I saw that shit in theaters. Fucking dope! Like, <laughs> oh my god, it it, the, it it was the way they changed the story uh, because of, uh, they changed the story of Rowling and how he came about. Yeah. Of course, in the in the '90s movie, like the only reason why he became so fucking angry is because Goku couldn't stop fucking crying, <laughs> <laughs> and so he was mad as yeah, shit. And he was like, "Yo, dude, I, I'm I'm crying because I, I'm trying to sleep, and yeah. you 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 waking me up and all that." So. But in this one, Broly was born on Planet Vegeta, mm-hmm. but King Vegeta actually, he thought in his mind that his son, Prince Vegeta, was the strongest, and his power level was, like, the greatest. But after analyzing all of the incubators, it turns out that Broly's power was just massive. It, it, yeah. it couldn't even be it couldn't even be uh, placed. It couldn't even be, be measured. And so King Vegeta was like, nah, fuck that shit. Take him out. You know what I'm saying? And so Broly's father was like, uh, 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 Paragus, he was like, oh, he's like, what are you doing? Like, this is my son. Like, okay, he, he's strong and all that, but Vegeta can use him in, in a fight. And he was like, nah, well, I, I mean, he, he's he'll already gone. Son. So, he's wash my son. <laughs> right. He said, bro, you, you're not going to have your son, bitch, my son. And, and, uh, like, no. <laughs> on, so, on the planet that's named after both of us. Exactly. Like, on, <laughs> but in other news, he, he, he already, like, left. So, I'm going to need you to go get that flight. All right. right so, right, he's like, right. oh, shit. So, yeah, Broly's angry. And so when he comes back, Paragus is, is the reason why Burley was the way the way he is. So now he's trying to find out who he is on his own. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Anyways, um, 
So but Broly I, would be number two, yeah. Broly would would be number two, but I would put Jiren as number two. Okay. Dragon Ball Super. He's like he comes from I've a different heard universe. Him, but I never watched his. This stuff. motherfucker was stone cold. Like <laughs> God damn, every single time someone matched up with him, nobody won. Mm. Nobody was, was standing a yeah, chance against him. Purple and red. Mm-mm. It was his whole face was like white. So uh, purple and black. His name is Hit. There's Hit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of some. Uh, Janemba is maybe who I'm thinking of. Janemba. That's that's. Ooh, that was that in was, the 90s. Janemba. Yeah. Oh yeah. Janemba was. Janemba was was a cold. I think he might have been G, uh, GT. Nah, he he had like a sword, right? G, G, yes, he did have a sword. Yeah, Janemba. Um, GT I was that. Omega Shenron. And Omega Shenron. Yo, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. Remember Budokai Tenkaichi three? Budokai Tenkaichi. Budokai three. Nasty. I never played Budokai Ten- Tenkaichi three. I will put that out there right now, but, um. Next one is uh, I'm watching this show right now called The Handmaid's Tale, uh-huh. which Yo, my mother, I recommend. Real quick, loved that show, and I know I, I I can tell she loved that. show. I can see why she read the books. It's so good, and I would say the villain right now in that show, which I really want to just, I really want her to die. But just just saying, <laughs> just is, want her, to die. her name is Serena Waterford, and like just of how she is, the the the, the entire. Um, the the entire story of the Handmaid's Tale is you know it's it's pretty fucked up yeah uh, when it comes to re- religion and also how women don't have control of their own bodies like they're they're being I've heard used a lot of good stuff about it. God yeah. yeah oh my goodness and so this woman um, she was part of the project and part of the law where women are able to work anymore you know they are mm-hmm. to be used as cows concubines concubines yeah. and so they would be uh sorry trigger, trigger warning trigger warning um they, they they would be used against their will uh-huh. in order to have uh children commanders the, the children for their commander uh-huh. and so this woman in serena waterford she just wouldn't let up and just cannot see how fucked up this shit is uh, okay. and so she's caping for the commanders definitely okay. and so it's just so hard for her to try to try to come around but damn i'm really like telling the whole story but she's sorry sam- I'm spoiled. <laughs> yo she's sam and Django. yes all right um well you took away my magneto idea off the jump <laughs> you can still say magneto i'll say i'm not i'm gonna say uno alonzo harris training day number one mm-hmm. yes yo just how cool, how confident, how maniacal, how just vicious that dude was. Yeah, yeah. And he was confident in his plan. He was like, this going to work, this going to work, this going to work. Yeah. And it didn't work. It didn't work. It, yo, even when he's about to just get lit up, he he still was- Stays cool under pressure. Yeah. Stay cool under pressure. Still believe he was going to get out of it. Bad motherfucker. Yeah. Um, Billy the Butcher from uh, Gangs in New York. Danny ah. played by Daniel Day Lewis, where he played the the guy with the mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes. dr- yo, vicious. Daniel Day Lewis is by far one of my favorite actors. Mm. Hey, I, mean, I think that's why I love Billy the Butcher's Daniel Day Lewis because mm. his performance in that movie is just insane. Then we'll get into uh, I'd say I had this written down. Aku Samurai Jack. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I love. I, I'm getting. I'm getting Aku tatted. So actually, after I got this tattoo on my leg of Baby Hercules, I'm now starting a villain leg. So with, why do I'm I feel like you going you going to turn thirty eight and look at your leg and be like why did I do this? <laughs> I was going through a lot in my twenties. <laughs> I was going through a lot in my twenties. So I'm gonna get a cool on my thigh, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna get like black suit Spider Man mm-hmm. on my lower leg, and maybe like Mystique or Catwoman on my leg, and we're gonna do that. But anyways, um, I'd say a cool because I just have a special place for Samurai Jack in my heart. Yeah, and a cool was just 
by nature this evil being who mm-hmm. wanted to take over the world and he's hilarious yeah you know he's like funny villains who are funny is that's that's a, a good you know a villain needs to be funny a villain needs to be uh, confident a villain needs to be chaotic a villain needs to be evil a villain needs to have a good story now Aku doesn't really have a great story or whatever he's just this you know yeah. being he's just the devil yeah he's just evil yes. and he's, <laughs> he's hilarious he's great <laughs> he's the best devil in the world <laughs> and then there's I'd say um, from Inglorious Bastards oh uh, Hans Hans I can't remember the, but Christoph Waltz's character Christoph Waltz's character yeah that nigga's vicious yo chilling <laughs> chilling <laughs> horrific when you when you think about like all time great movie scenes especially with antagonist introductions mm-hmm. that scene where he walks into Shoshana's house and he's looking oh for her family my goodness and he already knows they're there and there's, the whole scene is just him trying to get her to tell him uh, or see how long he can play with her until she does. Yo. And then she, uh, Shoshana escapes because she's the one who escapes. He's in, he's talking like her mother or whatever. And then I'd say honorable mentions, uh, Syndrome from Incredibles. Sure. And okay. then not this past Riddler, but OG Riddler. Like Jim Carrey Riddler or not or? even not even Jim Carrey Riddler like Frank Gorshin Riddler oh oh like from, from the nineteen sixties gotcha. yeah yeah and also like the Riddler from the cartoons yeah I mean these these are all really cool choices and um I I just thought it would be interesting to talk about it because like the the article that Jude sent us was from um, ID and it was mostly aimed toward like this idea of women using the villain era kind of idea to take to be less people pleasing, to take yeah. more autonomy over themselves and, and how they, you know, and to set up more boundaries and stuff. Mm-hmm. And be unapologetic exactly. who they are in their sexuality, exactly. if they're being promiscuous or not. Yeah, whatever, whatever they're it doing. Is, it's, like, um, it's my body, motherfucker, and if you don't like it, I'm the villain, fuck you. Right, fuck. Dr. Doom mask on, you know what I mean? Yeah, and and that's that's definitely, uh, Dr. Doom also is one of my favorite villains, but I didn't want to pick another Marvel oh, yes. guy. So. Um, but yeah, I was just curious, like when y'all, especially Jude, when you talk about <laughs> it, you, you being a villain, do you, is that kind of what you're, I mean, you're also just thinking about like having a good time. And, they might having a good time, but uh, I'd say in my previous relationships that I've had, and, mm-hmm. yeah, and y'all could be attested to this, uh, I felt like I was people pleasing for these girls. And I was being very careful mm-hmm. as I should and as I would for any other woman that I want to be with, mm-hmm. but that wasn't really reciprocated properly. Mm-hmm. And I felt I was being mistreated and I ain't sticking for that shit no more. And, yes. you know, I'm, and now with my relationships with women, I am, I'm not a villain. <laughs> I'm not, but I am like, just don't fuck with me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just don't fuck with me. And, and I'm cool actually, real quick, I'm cool with being the bad guy in someone else's story because I'm not going to please everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, like, People are going to perceive something that I did for myself to be wrong. Something you did against them. Did yeah. against them. Nothing against you, Shorty. Nothing against you at all. But like, you know, if you want to make make me out that way, make me out that way. You know, some of these West Coast bitches wanted to make me out that way, and you want know, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, shots fired. It's it's yeah. I, a lot of even when we think about villains in fiction, like they they choose their path based on like kind of like well this is what I was doing before and I got taken advantage of and that's not going to happen again not saying that you're going to start robbing banks or oh no 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 of course none of us are actual super villains we're not we're not we're not but it's also like the way villains move like 
they're charismatic, they're mm-hmm. funny, they're they kind of enjoy what they're doing. Yeah. And I enjoy what I'm doing too. Like not for nothing. Spider Man doesn't like what he's doing. <laughs> Spider Man is tired. Spider Man broke. Spider Man wants to, you know, pass his SATs got bills and to pay. You know, yeah. Spider Man think about leaving Mary Jane for Black Cat once a month, but he don't do it because uh, he's a good you, person. You know, he not eating, he he's not eating Black Cat's cat in the on, on the terrace. <laughs> I'm eating Black Cat's cat on my terrace. Okay, so like, I'm enjoying myself. You know what I'm saying? And we like, hope- I'm, I'm Jack Nicholson in Batman 1989, just having a ball spray painting your paintings, nigga. Like. <laughs> Playing Prince on the boombox. Hell yeah. I'd be high in my house listening to Prince by myself. And you know what? We are not in control of who uh, who we really are when it comes to everybody else. Like, we may be a villain to somebody else, and we got no control over that. We don't. We just, just got to keep going with life. Look at Ray, my professor. Yo, this professor is like evil. They're unfair. And they're like, yo, bro, like, I really gave you, like, Three weeks to write this paper, and right. you just didn't do it. Like right. you didn't understand the directions. I did have office hours, but I'm the villain. Like, yeah, very yeah. fair. Yeah, no, you definitely. I mean, you, there, there's control. I think is is an illusion anyway. But definitely, the one of the least things you can control is how people look at you. So, we hope that you all are uh, taking a cue, entering your villain area, your superhero area, your your. Whatever kind of era you're calling it, superhero just your era. A superhero era is for when you're a parent. Word. That's true. Word. You know, because you can't be a villain and have kids. No, you can't. <laughs> Lots of villains have kids. Oh, Deathstroke yes, has can. kids. <laughs> Bobby Brown has kids. You, you know what? Oh. Uh, we we it's thank y'all for joining us uh, <laughs> on this edition. <laughs> if you don't want to be, a, if you want to continue being a villain, wear your condoms. Yes. Wear your condoms. Wear your condoms. Uh, if you want to keep All being a home. villain, um, if you want more uptown love, you can uh, of course check out our back catalog on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and the Podbean app. Rate and review the show wherever you get it. it helps us out a lot. We will be back. Um, later in May. This show obviously is coming out a little bit later than it would have because I'm in a show. Yes, I'm he in a He's in a show. It's, it's taken up. And rehearsals. these motherfuckers need to put him on the goddamn flyer. Okay. <laughs> I am tired. And then, you know, once once we see him perform, you know, I will yell out that he's a sexy bitch. I, I will say it. I will say it out loud. I will make his other cast members uncomfortable. I don't care. I'm going to be like, yo, yo Justin, that's gonna, my boy. Justin's girl going to be like, what? Exactly. <laughs> I didn't say what? that. that I'm be like, me. yeah, I'm looking right at you. <laughs> Yo, you do oh, it in a high pitched voice. Like, you sexy daddy. <laughs> and then run. And then run. Uh, <laughs> we love y'all. Stay safe. Deuces. Wear the condoms. Be black. <laughs> what if they're not black? Hey, you gotta live with it, okay? <laughs>